Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein. With me, as always, is the wonderful Karen Randazzo. He drew a lot of penises on a lot of things. (laughs) And the amazing Chris Randazzo. Those are marbles. (laughs) We here on this week's episode talk television. It was my choice this week, so we are talking about The Orville. Season 1, Episode 1 old wounds. But before we get into that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mailatgeekade.com. Tell us what you think of our show. Tell us what you think about the show we watched. Tell us what you think about the show we're going to watch. Tell us what you think about the shows we should watch. Just tell us what to do. We're lost without you. So somebody's listening. Oh, are they? Yeah. uh, (laughs) Oh, boy. I should find that. Okay. Um, it was uh oh I, I gotta find his name. Somebody Did, wrote us an email. Oh my goodness! Thank you, person. Thank you. Thank you, person. <laughs> we will okay, get more right, specific before we get any more like deep into this conversation. I just have to say that my biggest disappointment about the Orville is a, a shocking, shocking lack of popcorn. I, I don't. I, uh, Orville Redenbacher's popcorn. Holy shit! I, I oh mean, my god, that was horrific. <laughs> it was real bad. That's why I didn't say nothing. It was real bad. That was okay. So, bad. so here you go. This is from John M. And hey, it says, "Don't John. worry, guys. Don't worry, guys. Someone's listening." Also, is it the Dragon Ball Super 60-second summary, eventually encompassing all things Dragon Ball, or the Dragon Ball Super 60-second summary? It is, in fact, the Dragon Ball Super 60-second summary, as I talk about the current episodes of Dragon Ball Super. I'd love to recap all of Dragon Ball, but I think my wife and uh, Evan would kill me. (laughs) Or fall asleep to death. So thank you, uh, John, for for writing in. (laughs) Thank you, John. We appreciate you stroking Chris's ego. On to the show. Um, We, we, okay, so last episode, Chris, you went on a little tirade about the Orville, which, as I knew what show I was going to choose, made me laugh audibly, out loud, (laughs) because... I, I knew I was going to subject us to this. Now, I'm going to be up front and say I enjoyed it. I was never a big fan of uh, Star Trek mm-hmm. because it seemed kind of dry to me. Um, this, this actually slightly made me want to go back and maybe try to watch Star Trek. Like to give it another shot. Because Star Trek is better. <laughs> that is all in perspective. I mean, you gotta admit, Star Trek was kinda 
Well, yeah, you're talking original. Yeah, Star Trek has has its fair share of problems, but I'm pretty sure Star Trek in 2017 will not be making the oh-so-tired toilet seat joke. Bet you never get into a fight about who leaves the toilet seat up, eh? Eh? Okay. All right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Here it comes. I, it actually hurt me when that joke popped up. Okay. It actually hurt. I wanted to reach through the screen and smack every person involved. All right. That was How within the first very five minutes you. of the show, give or take. Yes. Okay. What about the rest of the show? Karen, don't worry. We'll get to you in a minute. I've, I'm okay. really trying to get Chris. Raring. <laughs> well, yes. that's the thing. I, I'm not. I The only thing I have to get riled up about is this is the same thing I was complaining about last week, that for some reason, this show is now like the ul- the ultimate defended show on... The ultimate defended thing on the internet. Oh, I liked it. Oh, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was really funny. Really built a great world. Lots of original characters. And conversely, everything J.J. Abrams touch is absolute fucking garbage. And Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens was the worst movie to ever happen. Star Wars is dead forever, and I hate everyone. Okay. Okay. So that's so, um so that's my, the internet right now. So so my my question yeah. still stands after the first five minutes when that first bad joke came out. No, how that did wasn't you, the first bad that, joke? No. How did, stop right there? Come on. Yeah. That no, marble that bit was, not was the first funny. Bad joke. The that marble ma- bit? Yes. The the was actual it thing. funny? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In comparison it's, to the toilet joke? The, yeah. Wow. Okay. Setting setting the bar at about toilet height there. Okay. Aren't you there Evan? So here's here's the deal. You gotta know what you're going into because it is Seth MacFarlane. Okay. Okay. Do I have to excuse shitty writing because it's a Seth MacFarlane show? Okay. The story in itself, outside of the hit or miss jokes, the story was fine. The writing on the show, the interaction between the characters was fine. It was that someone said it to me, and I want to say it was Mr. Matt Much, but I'm not 110. It's that impromptu, off-the-cuff shit that he tries to do that sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. For a scripted show, you can't really do that. Like, I feel like that toilet joke was made at that time. Like, nobody sat down and thought about that. But, like... Later on, like that pizza, that pizza, the the pizza bit, when their reaction to there being a pizza party on the planet, that made me laugh as well. Like outside, I, I feel right. like I feel like let me, let me go in saying that I didn't go in wanting to hate this show. As a matter of fact, I was really rooting for it because I do not hate Seth MacFarlane. Okay, I I don't hate Seth MacFarlane. I think Family Guy isn't as good as it used to be, but. I think the guys just spread really thin. I mean, I, I, I don't hate him, and I don't hate his comedy. Um, I, I went in hoping that this show wasn't going to be what it looked like in the previews. And uh, my friend Paul, I think, summed it up perfectly when he said that it was too funny to be serious. Uh, it was trying to be too funny to be serious, and it was trying to be too serious to be funny. It was uh, completely tonally off, and granted, this was just a pilot episode, mm-hmm. so I'm willing to forgive it a bunch on that because I did not hate every aspect of this show. 
Um, <laughs> I, I dug the, the red-shirted guys, the pilots. I yep. thought that there was potential for their relationship, and I thought that their back and forth was kind of funny, and their delivery was kind of funny. Um, I don't think live-action Seth MacFarlane makes for a very good front man. Like, he's just not a very good lead guy. I don't find him very likable in that kind of position. <laughs> okay. And um, and Adrian P- Palicki, is that how you say her name? Mm-hmm. Adrian Palicki, I thought she was she was perfectly fine. I think she's great in most of the things she does, except the Wonder Woman pilot. But, you know, there's a Have reason that didn't that? air. <laughs> Have you seen yeah, that? Yeah, I saw oh, that. I don't think I've seen that. I got to find that. I was just, I was, you know, it's falling down. It's pretty rough. Is it? Yeah, okay. it was because it, it it's like it's Ally McBeal crossed with a <laughs> uh, with um no literally it was the team behind Ally McBeal doing a take on Wonder Woman so she was like this businesswoman who was also a superhero okay and the costume was like the costume was brutal man okay <laughs> it was I, I, not good it, I just remember today as I was looking up like the the Wikipedia on this or the IMDb on on this show that she did that mm-hmm. and I was like oh I haven't seen that. I just I feel remembered like ha- that uh, Wonder Woman got released on iTunes today. It sure did, yeah. But that's not anything. That's anything, not yeah, yeah. near what we're talking <laughs> about. You, you really have to try hard to make Adrian Palicki look bad. Like, she is a very attractive woman, and she looked awful in Wonder Woman. Like, there was, <laughs> it's, it's, it's supernaturally bad. But anyway, back back to the Orville. Um, I The one note that I took... Uh, and this really kind of blew my mind earlier today. Mm-hmm. One of the notes that I took was either this show is um, really, really, really impressed with itself, or they're doing all these super elaborate establishing shots because uh, it's made by hacks, and they're just filling screen time with visual effects of spaceships parking. Like, did I need 35 seconds of the spaceship parking? <laughs> that no. was a little excessive. I just, that, yeah, that. And... and Shitty sci-fi does that. The Star Wars prequels do that. It's 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 bad storytelling. It's bad TV. It's it's totally unnecessary and completely masturbatory. And then I found out this episode was directed by John Favreau, and I didn't know what to do with myself for like fifteen minutes. <laughs> because John Favreau, you're better than this. He's so much better than this. Yeah. He directed Iron Man. He's way better than this. Yeah, he's way better than this. So, all right. So, I, I dug, I dug those two guys. I'm I tolerated tolerated Seth MacFarlane. I thought Adrian Palicki was great. Um, well, great is the yep. I, I she was good. <laughs> um, the little girl security officer who's got super strength. Okay, uh, Lieutenant Worf. <laughs> Okay, you're you're doing Lieutenant Worf, except you're doing all the comedy Worf in one character. That's precious. And you've got a robot who sounds so much like Brent Spiner, I had to look up to see if it was him or just somebody doing an impression of him. So they have data. No, wait, wait, on, wait. On it was there. data, right? That, that's the voice you heard as well. That is that's okay. who that person is clearly impersonating is data. <laughs> because I didn't get data, I got the doctor from Independence Day. Independence Day. <laughs> like, that's the voice that I heard. And I'm like, I think that guy was in a Star Trek or something. <laughs> oh, see, I, I was, all right. I think that's that might be a difference between me and the two of you guys. I'm a big Star Trek fan. 
I love Next Generation. I love Deep Space Nine. I like the original series. I haven't spent as much time with that as Next Generation and DS9. Uh, and I didn't care for Voyager, but I liked most of Enterprise. Like I, I like Star Trek. I am a fan of Star Trek. I'm not those full on like Trekkie, just words that but you I'm just blurted. Like you just came up with all of those. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know any of those things. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, so because of that, the the out, the uniforms were really bugging me because they're like they're so Star Trek inspired. Let's let's say inspired. Let's say they're Star Trek inspired. It's a new model, but the colors are all different. It's <laughs> that like, was okay. Here's, you. here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do Star Trek uniforms, but we're not gonna be ripping off Star Trek because we're just gonna change the colors. So it'll be great, right? We'll make Star Trek uniforms, but the lead the the the, the pilots are gonna be red and. You know the 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 captains are going to be the the color of the the doctors on uh, Next Generation. They're going to be that teal color. It's totally different. See, it's a hundred percent different. <laughs> I feel like that that point was bothering you throughout the episode. But it was it was making me itch. Well, I'm looking at it just like that's the doctor's uniform. You're you're not a doctor. I think if I mean itch. it's legit. If you're used to watching a space show that's set in. Um, you know, one of the sets is the control room or whatever the hell they call it. The of bridge. The, the bridge. The br- thanks, sorry. <laughs> not a Star Trek person. I mean, I like it okay, but I'm not a giant nerd. Um, you just married don't one. Don't at me. Um, but the, their set looked very much like the bridge of the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and good their ball. costumes looked kind of like the... They, they look uh, similar enough to the costumes from star trek that that little difference would bother you if you're used to looking at people wearing stuff that looks like that in a set that looks like that that, then why is it slightly off like that that would that is that is a legit the way i took that was is i spent the entire episode waiting for one of the two pilots to die that's what i was waiting for because they were wearing the red shirt I expected one of them to be just killed off within the first episode. And I guess I kind of spent the whole time waiting for one of the somebody to make a joke about one of them dying. You know, that would also mm-hmm. be, good. and that's that's coming. If if that doesn't happen before the end of the first season, right? I will I'm a little shocked that it hasn't come so far. <laughs> because so much of the comedy to me struck me is just they they went for low hanging fruit a lot and like the the tiny inexperienced office uh, security officers like no no i'm i'll you know I'm, I'm green but i'll learn it's like all these tropes are so tired there was this show was so astonishingly unoriginal and not in it just didn't it didn't come off as homage to me it just came off as as hacky and and i'm we're apparently in the minority on that because a lot of other people didn't get that and i was I'm rooting for there being a good, com- you know, not really comedy because it's not really a comedy. It's half comedy, and those jokes all felt like the the Family Guy jokes just felt so out of place. Like this, these, it's going like a Star Trek episode, and then they start sh- throwing these weird jokes at it, and mm-hmm. half of them didn't hit, and it was like just just kind of off, and and it was the the supporting cast that I that I just. 
I had no interest in any of them except for the two red shirt guys and to an extent um, the two main characters. Like none of the tertiary characters, they all just made me sick. And like I shouldn't feel wow. that way about Captain Sisko's wife. Like she was on Deep Space Nine for crying out loud, and she's the doctor. She should be cool. But again, oh. it's the pilot episode. I'm not, I didn't, I'm, I'm I, I didn't not like her at all because of Castle. Like because of Gates. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, this woman. Oh no. Anywho, Carrot, how do you feel about the show? <laughs> no, sir. I don't like it. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean. A certain amount of it can be attributed to pilot's disease, um, mm-hmm. and you know, certain amount of it can be attributed to the fact that it's Seth MacFarlane, and he's not for me. I, you know, like anybody else, I I like a healthy dose of original Family Guy, but anything else, I have really from him has not been for me. Um, this has just felt to me not very uh, special like i don't understand why we're watching these people and watching this okay there's a bunch of people exploring space there's a million of those shows at this point why what's like the the selling point of like oh it's him and his ex-wife and they hate each other and won't that be interesting will it I don't, I, I, don't, I don't know that I will. Uh, I mean, I didn't hate all the other characters, but again, none of them made really an impression. I really disliked some of the storytelling tactics, like where he stood in front of the crew, the first officers or the senior mm-hmm. officers oh for like five minutes and like just talk to each one. Like everybody's going to get a 30 second intro now. And instead of like, having a scene where we like get to see everyone's skills, <laughs> talents, personality traits, whatever. We're just going to talk about them with each person. That, like, oh, it was really bad storytelling. Yeah, to it me. was basically from episode one where he's like, what are midi-chlorines? And Qui-Gon turns to the audience and says, well, midi-chlorines. Like, that's what that whole scene was. Yeah. And it just dragged on. And Seth MacFarlane was, was being all awkward the whole time, too. Was, yeah. Oh. And then there were, like, weird setups to jokes that, like, kind of paid off. Like, that guy was like, can we have soda on the bridge? And he was like, yeah, that's fine. And then later he had a soda. What the hell was that? <laughs> like, like that's that, not a joke. Was that a joke? <laughs> it's, it's a thing that happened, but it, there's nothing humorous about it. I also, um. like, Adrian Palicki was my favorite part of the show. I liked her the most. I think she did the best job. Um, but I really didn't buy the premise of her being on this ship. Like, there was this whole thing about, like, oh, we have all these ships to staff, and so we have to get... Uh, captains and first officers mm-hmm. and whatever right, right, right. pilots and whatnot. And so like there wasn't a first officer when they first went out and then she, whatever volunteered for the job. And I can't see like a major, I didn't buy that a major organization like that would look at their history and be like, Oh yeah, let's put these two together in a confined space. Well, in they the middle explained of that at the end. Yeah. But, I don't buy the... Yeah, I don't buy it either. Yeah, I just don't buy it. Like, I mean, I, the, I, the Admiral stating that, 
you know, she, her father and him had a history that that wasn't enough yeah. for you. I guess it's no. just simpler. I, <laughs> I just don't. I just, I just, don't, just <laughs> you know, whatever. Her request aside, their history aside, like, I don't think that there would be any good reason enough for, to overlook all the reasons not to put those two together, you know, when they're, it's, you know, in a business decision, like. Clearly, this is a company that's, you know, trying to make a profit or something mm. <laughs> to at least stay afloat. <laughs> I feel like a pair like that could be a disaster together. And so why would you risk that when there's, as they said, all these other ships that need to be staffed? Why wouldn't they send her to one of another thousand ships that needed a first officer? I don't know. It and just speaking of those two... Mm. Those two have no romantic chemistry. Yeah. Like, at all. They bickered together pretty well, but if they're supposed to be any kind of, like, other than bickering tension between the two of them, I do not buy it for a second. Okay. First off, it was the first 45 minutes. Okay? And that was the point of their relationship for this episode. I'm not speaking for what's happening in the future. Is them bickering seeing that relationship for what it is what it is yeah but they were supposed to have been married which means at some point they must have loved each other and yeah but at some point she also she also slept with someone else so yeah because there was distance there that has nothing to do with them no longer being attracted to one another they she explained the reason she was with that other alien which was the first joke in the show which was fucking lame the the (laughs) stupid squirt thing uh huh. That's precious. That's absolutely hilarious. Wow, I've, I've I'm, I'm starting to feel bad Saturday about myself. I'm <laughs> like, I, I, I am apparently much simpler of a guy. I, I, I don't. I feel bad well, now. Well, don't feel bad. Like, you know, it was for you. It was not for us. Mm-hmm. But but then why are we is... friends? That's the real question. <laughs> because friends are allowed to like different things? No. Seriously, I like fully Cooly, guys. Like <laughs> <laughs> All right, case in point. Good job. <laughs> case closed. No, but that's the thing. After listening to you talk about it and um, Hunter Wilde, uh, who's been on the show before, mm-hmm. writes for Geekade, he enjoyed it. His wife enjoyed it. You guys are all people whose, whose opinions I respect and... You all like the, there was a, a, a an establishing shot joke that seems to have gotten completely past me that I didn't think was a joke. They think that one of the scenes they were it was clearly just like an abandoned warehouse, and they thought it was intentionally showing off something low budget as a joke. And I just thought it looked like a crappy set. <laughs> so was that a joke or was it just a crappy set? I don't know. But after listening to you guys talk about it i'm almost willing to give it another episode because it was the pilot and i did see some potential in the characters but then earlier today i'm looking at imdb to set up a you know the the image for mm-hmm. our uh, facebook page and whatnot and i get a, the, a screenshot of episode three and it's the wharf character in a boxing outfit and i'm like <sighs> This is like the Big Bang Theory. Like, this is... Why isn't this on CBS? This is like the... This is an episode of Full House, for crying out loud. This is so low tier. This is the lowest of hanging fruit. I'm not going to lie. I saw that image, too, and I went, oh, Chris isn't going to like that one. (laughs) 
I just like you can do better than this. Like a show like Other Space is gone. Mm-hmm. Right. That show was special. <laughs> there was a reason to watch that like that combination of characters was interesting. That premise was interesting. Yeah. This is like, okay, here's a bunch of people going on space exploration mission. What like, when I don't like I don't it is care. literally Star Trek. Like when they you took the watch, premise of Star Trek we, and put some ever so slightly different characters on it. Like it's it's they're basically working for the Federation. Like I also don't like the stakes. What are the stakes on this show? Like what does it matter? It, I, oh, I, that's a good point. It, okay, we, the stakes for this episode was the bad guys getting that AG machine. Like that. There. Like I. I feel like you're. Well, you're, yeah, you got, got the, so I angry got the at episode stake. <laughs> But this is the this is your pilot where you're setting up the universe. What is there like? If if the mission is just like Star Trek, where it's just our mission to go out and see what's out there and say what's up, like that's one thing. But it just you got, if that's going to be your only premise, then you need to have something special like Star Trek on top of it. But this was so derivative of Star Trek. In every but, conceivable uh, manner, plus okay. a sprinkling of humor that didn't match, I, I, like, I want some sort of overarching narrative. I want some sort of plot that's going to carry me through a season and not just be Monster of the Week stuff that doesn't seem all that interesting. Like, those dudes they fought were the Klingons, for crying out loud. Like, even the villains were derivative. And I get that it's that that McFarlane is a big Star Trek fan, and this is all done with some sort of loving homage. But I didn't feel love in this production at all. I felt I want to do this thing, and then they threw a bunch of money at it until it was, you know, cohesive enough. Like I didn't feel like, you know, when you watched Other Space or when you watched Firefly, there was a definite love for this universe, and they're like, all right, we're going to build a world and go. And even in a comedy like Other Space, they set rules, they built a world, and they went. They had an idea, and they ran with it. The idea of this show was, let's do Star Trek, but with Seth MacFarlane. And that's not enough. It's enough for me. Well, I'd like it to be. And apparently the the ratings are now through the roof because, like, the first episode aired, and everyone hated it, and then... It caught on that everyone hated it, and everyone decided that they then loved it. And then the the like second tier viewings of seriously the day after this thing airs, like oh man, this show's gonna tank. It was stupid. It was dumb. And like within hours of that happening, it flipped around. And then like the, I read a story about it. I don't think I posted in the news that the second run ratings on this were like astronomical everybody watched this show after it originally aired and everyone said it sucked and now it's like the darling so it's probably gonna run for 19 seasons and we're never gonna get adrian palicki back on agents of shield seriously like that was another thing that watching this i was like i can't believe this is why we'd have no bobby Morris. this is yeah this is well i mean yeah sadness Oh. But okay. look, I, I'm I'm coming off I'm coming off more negative than the, the re- like the reason the for I feel that you have this view of this show because of your history 
with Star Trek. I do not have a history with, with Star Trek at all. None. Barely watched the movies. I'm, I went in with absolutely no expectations for this show whatsoever. I was able to watch it twice because the second time I watch it and I listen for the comments that like the, the, the opening clips that you're gonna, you two are going to say. And I, I, like I, didn't, I didn't feel like I wasted 45 minutes. Granted, yes, I'll agree. Some of those elongated shots were kind of like it could have been a half hour long show. Yes, I get it. Yeah, when I found that it was an hour, I was pissed. <laughs> and, but I'm also going. It's also the pilot. I see. I see the basic, you know, s- skeletal structure for what this universe is. I'm okay with it because I'm not. I didn't set any bar at all for this show. I knew I was going to see Seth. I knew I was going to see Adrian. That was about it. So I didn't, I I mean, I'm not going to say it was fantastic because it wasn't, but I'm not going to say it was horrible because it wasn't. There was a couple of jokes that made me laugh. I see what they're trying to do. Special effects were okay, but I I mean, I am definitely going to give it, you know, a, a couple more episodes before i go well this needs to change or or whatever because it is it's the pilot you know i I mean it's like i said i didn't hate every aspect of it i know i'm coming off super harsh because (laughs) well i'm i'm pretty uh harsh on something like this like (laughs) that has i I want i want good sci-fi on tv and star trek discovery is friggin uh relegated to the cbs app for some goddamn reason (laughs) so I don't know. I like I said, I'm I didn't hate it enough to say I'll never I'm never going to watch this again and that was a complete effing waste of time, but I certainly like I I didn't finish it and say, "Wow, I can't wait to see what happens next." I it was all the other people talking about how they didn't find it completely distasteful that makes me want to give it another shot. Now, I mean, a lot of people like a lot of things that I do not care for. Like, a lot of people think The Big Bang Theory is a great show. Um, but uh, You should see how many fucking billboards and signs and light-up things for that, that child that Sheldon, Sheldon kid oh, Sheldon God. show. They're all over the place in Manhattan. Like, they are pushing we were watching- hard for that show. It was all over the Emmys. Like there was like all the ads. Every commercial break was a uh, you know young Sheldon's coming on. Woo! No more big. No stop. No terrible. But all right. So I'm 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 gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a solid D minus, <laughs> and uh, give it another episode before I officially hate it forever. <laughs> but because you know what, that's the thing with the, with a show like this. It could absolutely turn its fortunes because I know Seth MacFarlane has capabilities. And I also know that because all of these characters are flagrant ripoffs of very interesting characters from Star Trek, there is potential for these characters to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. There's, there is a basic skeletal structure of a half-decent show somewhere in here. I just wish that it didn't go for so many low-hanging jokes. And uh, maybe it will. Maybe it will evolve. Maybe it'll grow. I, I I would like to see that happen. 
like a giant red oak. Karen, final closing yes. thoughts? <laughs> Where have I seen that? I have seen that somewhere. They Where put a what? tree on a spaceship and blew it up from the inside. I've seen that somewhere before. Oh, that's going to bother me. Uh, sorry, dude. I got nothing. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I got nothing for Chris. Oh, I don't know oh. where you saw that. Um, oh. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm less passionate about my dislike of the show, okay. but I'm more uh, confident about it. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is not for me. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to like it. I uh, don't really feel like it's something I'm going to allow to give give another chance to take my precious time. <laughs> I, uh, but, you know, if you guys like it, keep watching it. Good for you. Enjoy. I, I, I just had a thought. Maybe it's because I crave sci-fi on television so much that I am so forgiving of it. You know... That's one thing that I noticed um, when I was watching the Emmys on Sunday. Um, zero award nominated sci-fi shows. Like I'm sure that there have they have existed in the past. Mm-hmm. We've had award-winning sci-fi. Mm-hmm. There is none now. Right. But there's. See, like what I was mean, that? it's it's partially like that the industry doesn't really give as much respect Mm -hmm. to the genre right right and it's partially that there isn't a much word award worthy sci-fi but i would really love it if there were and this i believe is definitely not not no this i'm not yeah i don't not that i'm saying you say you're saying that i'm just saying yes there's a need (sighs) all right i'm i'm tired now so uh let's take a quick break (laughs) Uh, When we get back, we're going to talk some news, so stay tuned. There's a new episode of Geek Aid's comic book podcast, Nonstop Comic Shop in town. This time, the guys are talking all about Marvel's Elektra. Catch Jordan's review of the first three issues of Elektra Bloodlines, a tribute to watercolors, dream logic, and YOLO guns. Can old electric nachos and her new friend 1920s flapper Harley Quinn rescue Cape Crow, who is neither a bird nor a wide mountainous peninsula, from the jaws of Cannibal Mega Man? Plus, what about the Defenders? What about the awful Jennifer Gardner movie? What about the children? Don't miss Nonstop Comic Shop, Episode 5, Sigh of Relief. 2015 Super Mario Maker was a heck of a game. Tons of gamers created tons of levels, invented tons of new, new ways to play Mario, and most importantly, had tons of fun. Whether they noticed it or not, they were doing all this to an incredible soundtrack. Well, I noticed, and I made it the focus of the latest episode of the Waveback Music Podcast. Join me and Ring the Bell's Matt Ramo as we listen to some fantastic mashups of songs from this amazing Wii U game in Waveback, episode 44, Super Mario Maker. Square Enix is remaking the Super Nintendo classic Secret of Mana. Everybody loves Secret of Mana, including Geek Aid's Jonathan Fuger. So much so, in fact, that he decided to make a list of all the stuff he hopes gets addressed, and decidedly not addressed, in the upcoming revamp. Read all about it in Geekade Top 10, Hopes for the Secret of Mana Remake. You can catch all this great stuff plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right now at geekade.com. Oh, Chris. Oh, Evan. I think it's time. 
Oh, it's time, all right. We're back, baby. <laughs> time for what? It's time for the Dragon Ball Super 60-second summary. Are you ready, sir? I'm ready. Actually, I'm trying to remember what happened this week. So, let's stall. <laughs> and go. Okay, so uh, we're back, and Vegeta's getting... No, Goku's getting ready to fight the round lady that's like Sailor Moon. That was weird. Uh, and then, um, oh, this is this is the one with the, the crazy Frieza guy. Then not the not Frieza Frieza. What's his name? Cooler? No, not cooler. It's like refrigerator or something. Some other cooling name. Uh, he's the guy from Universe Ten, and he's all like, Ah, I see Master Roshi's all beat up. I'm gonna go screw up his day. And Master Roshi's just like, Well, I'm spent. Let me see if I can catch you in the Mafuba. And so he like almost does, but he misses because his arms all messed up. Because he's like 900 years old and beat to crap. And so he like tricks him into trying it again. And then he like hits Vegito with the Mafuba and catches him in the little bottle thing. And Master Oshi's all just like, crap, I screwed up. And then like he winds up breaking the bottle, breaking out Vegeta. And you know, Vegeta, he frees a guy, gets away. Master Oshi gets himself out. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> that was not good. Oh. Thank you, Chris. Again. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out our commercials and the 60-second summary. Uh, let's talk some news. Let's talk about how Netflix is going to be making more money. <sighs> All right. So apparently, this, 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 this comes from The Hollywood Reporter. But apparently, Netflix has not thought about licensing up until now, okay. <laughs> which is... Really, really surprising to me. I'm not sure I understand this. What do you mean they haven't thought about licensing? Okay, so a, a, a television show or a movie property for others to make things of it, whether it be collectibles, art, T-shirts, whatnot, they have to pay for a license. Okay, and they pay. Well, yeah, the I mean, creator. I'm pretty sure we have a whole bunch of Dino Trucks toys in this house, and that is a Netflix original series. Okay, so maybe the, it. I'm I'm just reading by what this article is saying that they just hired former licensing VP for North America, uh, for the former WWE licensing VP for North America, like they, her, uh, Jess Richardson, in August. Did they not have one before this? Uh, it's not referencing anybody that was before this. Maybe it's yeah. specifically for this show, but that seems silly. Um, yeah, there's got to be something up here because, you know, Dino Trucks and Voltron. I mean, just those are two well, off the top of my head. Funko has had... It's specifically about Stranger Things. Funko, has, Funko buys all of their licenses necessary to make all of the yeah. freaking bobblehead things that they make. They've had Stranger Things. Like, it, it's... I feel like they were doing it willy-nilly, maybe. Like, not really paying attention to it. Um... Yeah, probably outside of like I mean, obviously, Dino Trucks and Voltron were made to sell toys, right. but right. I think outside outside of those instances, I guess maybe. And now the she is I'm assuming it's a she, Jess Jess Richardson is now the director of global licensing, merchandising, and promotions. So we're gonna see a lot more stuff, um, like official stuff for Stranger Things. Um, the the other thing that we're that we're going to see is the 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 negating of the not official things. 
which in this article they they talk about one of the cooler things that I thought um, was that pop up restaurant that that Stranger Things yeah yeah pop up restaurant that did exceptionally well um, so much so that they were going to like extend its run um, mm. but Netflix politely asked them not not to it was actually kind of neat like they. They sent them a letter. Yeah, I posted that story later in, in the feed, so... And it's, like, I get it. Like, they want to protect their stuff. Um, but this article is 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 absolutely right. This show is making so much money for this streaming service. The kids are all going to have to renegotiate their contracts because they're only i think it said like thirty thousand per episode per kid that's yeah that's nothing in the grand scheme of things i mean i guess it's not nothing to a 12 year old but still (laughs) it's still 12 year old actors and actresses like yeah it's not their money right now or whatever (laughs) you know what i mean but true uh, but also those kids at least um I think Millie Bobby Brown, she's doing just fine. (laughs) She's got like a deal with Kevin Klein. Yes, (laughs) she has become a a, a hell of a star. And, you know, there's there are talking about renegotiating. But the the curiosity is if they will renegotiate as a group or like um, a la friends style where everybody got the same figure or is... Millie going to separate herself or whomever they feel is more important. Like it's, it's interesting to see how much of a behemoth the show has become for this, this Netflix in itself. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of money that this, 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 this singular show is re- raking in for for Netflix, and I should really watch it again. And the, and the weird thing about this, uh, all right, we'll we'll talk about it. If you posted another article, I I, I can't remember, but th- this is more in the vein of licensing. When it comes to licensing something, that there usually is some sort of backup to say what it's worth, and Netflix doesn't do that. So, I don't. They don't have ratings to base it on, right? They like I don't. I don't. It's interesting. It's it's a whole, whole new world with these. With well, I don't. Does Hulu do ratings? Do they do other streaming services? I don't think they do. Interesting. Interesting. They're, it's not regulated, so right. So they don't they have to do whatever they want, right? But for when they want to do things like. Licensing. It, it's good information to have in their back pocket. <coughs> I think there are other metrics like the internet <laughs> that are being used. The major internet. The major metric, the internet. Um, Karen, you posted a couple of articles about... I sure did. And how... Okay. Go ahead. Talk about them. This is, this is, this is, your, this is your world. My world. <laughs> Um, are you talking about my good omens your, stories? Your good omens stories. Oh, yeah. Like, um, it took me a second guys. to realize what the difference was <laughs> in, in the Fine. hair. 
if you are a fan of Neil Gaiman and or this book or Terry Pratchett, uh, and you do not follow Neil Gaiman on Twitter, you are losing out because he is tweeting all kinds of pictures and inside details. And he was, his tweets were the, was what broke a whole bunch of casting news for this show. Really? And I pretty much lost my freaking mind when I saw it. I mean, so I- they've now cast a lot of the major roles, or at least they've already cast them. They've announced the casting because it started a film. So mm-hmm. there are, um, you know, pictures and this stuff from shooting and table reads and whatnot. Um, awesome, awesome casting. Uh, Michael McKean is one of the major roles. He plays Shadwell. Um, and if you know the source material, ugh, could not be more spot on. Um, a lot of, just a lot of cool people. Uh, Nina Sosania. I can't, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, she is, you might know her as the um, prime minister's assistant from Love Actually. Not the one that he falls in love with, oh. but the one who says she is uh She's a sizable ass. <laughs> um, she's great. And she will be playing Sister Mary Loquacious. Um, uh, so this this just looks so good. Um, they announced who else? They announced Newt. They announced um, the, the Madam Tracy, I think. Jack Whitehall. Yeah. Uh, all Oh. Miranda Richardson. That, yeah. Who's is she playing? Yeah, Madam Tracy. These, this just looks so good. It makes me so mad that 2019 is so. It far is a away. long way off too. I, I was surprised at that that part. I thought maybe mid 2018, but no. They they they. If this article showing a table read mm-hmm. is current, that's they're they're ways out. Yeah, uh, somebody on Twitter um, responded to Neil Gaiman saying, do we really, really have to wait two years for this? And he was like, more like 19 months <laughs> or something like that. And I was huh. like, God damn it, Neil. <laughs> Son of That's up. basically two years. <laughs> um, there was another, uh, I didn't link it in the, sh- in the feed, but there was pictures I think that came out yesterday of uh, David Tennant and Michael Sheen in character. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, they look so perfect. It's just going to be so good. So you're telling and me you're excited I, for the show. That you, you. <laughs> Do you think? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I haven't seen them put a foot wrong yet. Like, everything is just looks wonderful. And, I mean, it's pretty much down to Neil Gaiman and um, Terry, Terry Pratchett's, uh, like, designated representative since he's no longer with us mm-hmm. are both like on set at all times. Right. So they're there to say this is right, that's wrong, whatever. And it it's 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 going to be so good, you guys. <laughs> I can't believe I have to wait so long to like prove it to you. <laughs> but I will be vindicated and goddamn it Apple TV, you better have an Amazon Prime Prime rep. Yeah, by app by, ready by that by point. By 2019 that better be fucking real. <laughs> um all right. So the next article uh, it to me says that uh the wb has been paying attention to our show 
Um, they are listening, and we are getting what we want. Um, apparently, Barry in, uh, in the, the new season of Flash, Barry comes. What is it? What was the the title? Barry returns scrambled but reborn. So it's it's minor details, spoilerific details about the next season of the Flash. Um, when he comes out, of course, we all knew he was going to come out of the Speed Force, but now it's official. When he finally does come out, um, he's he's like a different Barry, but a better one. It seems a more like he apparently the the theory is that he has forgiven himself, which is good because the last two seasons were rough, 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 yeah. And it is it is good to see. I mean, th- there's an image in this article showing bearded, mustachioed Barry. Um, not great. Not no. I'm not a fan. No. Not. Some people can pull off a beard. I don't think Grant Gustin is one of them. You have a baby face, Grant. Just live with it. <laughs> but he- leave the beards to uh, Stephen M. L. The theory is is that while spending time in the Speed Force, he saw his whole life, and he has now come to grips with his mistakes, and he has come to accept them. So, we're now getting, hopefully, what we're looking for. The lighter-toned, back-to-basic comic book Flash Barry Allen, which is good. We all love that. Accompanied by a somehow worse version of Dare to Defy. (laughs) Man. Dog with a bone. It's so awful. <laughs> it's real bad. It's bad. And we're not going to stop hearing it for a no. while. No. Meanwhile, Barry is daring to defy shaving. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that was... Oh, Jesus. All right. Let's talk some more, more WB. You love me and you know it. <laughs> I do. I really, really do. Um, Like, more WB news. This one, I don't even know where this one was. It's the CW. It hasn't been the WB in a long time. And that's me. That's my fault. (laughs) That's effective marketing. That's right. Um, That friggin' frog is just dancing around your head all day long. Or ineffective, Dare to defy the CW, Evan. You you stick to the uh, WB. I'm sticking to the WB. Michigan J. Frog to the death. All the way. Um... Coming from <laughs> entertainmentweekly.com or EW.com. Um, we're getting some more information about Supergirl as well. Um, it's interesting how they're trying to spin this like it's a it's a new <coughs> thing. I feel like this is, should have been done on another show at some point in time where we're introduced to the villain before they actually realize that they are the villain. That, like... I feel like that's been done before the villain realizes they're the yeah. villain or before we realize they're the villain. Yes. No, before the character before the character realizes that they are the villain. I feel like that I feel like that's been done. But that's the the point of of this season um at the end of last season we saw the rocket ship, another one. There's a lot of rocket ships leading Leaving the Kryptonian era area, a lot of a lot of things going, um, but that character is on Earth, grows up, and I guess it's 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 turned out to be Rain, which was a character in the Supergirl comics, but a, a baddie, 
So it's it's an interesting path that they're taking with this one. I I don't know. I I feel like the the conflict just needs to I don't like go give us story. Let not let's not generate the story to be told later on in the season because it, 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 both Supergirl and The Flash were really, really dour last season. And I wanted to get back to what it was, not the Supergirl dealing with stuff. Just go beat up a baddie for a couple of episodes and move on. It just, there's a formula. And I didn't get that from Supergirl. I got it from Flash, but I guess I'm not really remembering Supergirl. All the that whole well. loss of the boyfriend, the back and forth that she can't, then I need to concentrate on this and not being human. And like, it got dark. Mm. It got dark. So, but we'll see. I mean, these all of these shows are like starting October, I think, 9th, 10th, and 11th-ish, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so it's not much longer of a wait. I just hope that they get back to what they're they're good at, which is, which is good, wholesome television, fun, lighthearted. <laughs> Speaking of fun, wholesome, lighthearted television, I totally <laughs> didn't realize that the Venture Brothers were gone for this long. <laughs> like when I was reading this article, Venture Brothers isn't dead, but will take a long time to come back. It like this isn't unusually long for the Venture Brothers, is it? Yeah, I, I, I hmm. it's okay. I th- I think I came across the story on Twitter, and like all the responses to it were like, "So what else is new?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like uh, let's see, let's let's pull up IMDb here. <laughs> The, the official test because <coughs> it's it, it, this show goes years between seasons <laughs> I guess the headline here is it is coming back yeah that's that's the, the point it's coming back 2018 right. there have been uh, let's see there have been six seasons okay season one was 2003 <laughs> <laughs> okay sorry 2000, 2004 technically the pilot was 03 season one was 04. Season two was 06, three was 08, four was 09, five was 2013. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> and six was 2016. So, so yeah, there's usually a. Yeah, apparently this is a thing. Okay. Yeah. So season seven will premiere deep in 2018. So it's coming back. That's You're new- still going to get Venture Brothers before you get Good Omens. <laughs> <laughs> um Karen, the next one you wanna you wanna run through the things that we should be aware of on the Oh yeah, the Emmys, the Emmys list? happened. And let me tell you people <laughs> I was so tired when the Emmys were on that I knew by the time they were over that somebody the next day would be like, Oh, you watched the Emmys? Who won? And I'd be like, I have no idea. <laughs> so that's why I have this list. <laughs> what do I look like? The internet? I'm so, I was so so tired. Um, it was a it was an interesting show. Colbert did a good job, good job as host. 
Um, the opening number kicked ass, I thought. Um, then they brought out Sean Spicer and lost everyone's respect. Mm. Um, as far as there was a lot, like there was a lot of diversity, but there was also a lot of look at us, look how diverse <laughs> we are. Isn't it amazing? Look at me, like, I'm diverse. Okay, that's not how you do it. You just do it and don't yeah, call attention, don't draw to, attention it. to it. Just. And don't congratulate yourself when you're on step four of a hundred step journey. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, good. You know, people of color won. People of different um, orientations won. People, women won. That doesn't mean like it's. We did it, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it means we had a good year. Uh, that being said, uh, not a lot of stuff that we watch. Mm. one but um i feel like some stuff that i feel bad for not having watched for maybe okay it's gotten awards i really need to like make the time for this veep um is one of those shows for me like i like the guy who does it I like Julia Louis-Dreyfus. I probably should be getting on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Atlanta also. Oh, my God. I've heard so many good things about Atlanta, and now it has won all these Emmys. Um, So I should probably get on that, too. Uh, Handmaid's Tale. Got a lot of awards. I'm sorry. I'm never watching that. (laughs) I I just can't. It's too real right now. (laughs) Um, And The Night Of, um, the was a limited series that uh hbo did Mm -hmm. and uh the guy who was um he was in rogue one too um riz ahmed he won best actor for that and i've just heard so many good things about that so there are things that people should be checking out if they haven't which i don't know it's debatable whether or not people are watching these things but critics definitely are Mm. uh i also thought it was interesting that um, the Hillary, the Trump, and the Spicer from Saturday Night Live all won awards. <laughs> <laughs> That's some sort of sign. Hmm. <laughs> Something hmm. going on there. Interesting. And um, I thought one of the most deserved awards went for writing for um, or yeah, writing and for best variety series. I think both went to um. Last week tonight. Oh. John Oliver is doing such a great job with that show. Every time I see a clip online, um, I I have to watch it. They're so smart about what they do. Um, so if you don't watch last week tonight, go look up some clips on whatever you're interested in because they talk about everything. Right, right, um, right. Yeah. It's a good show. So congrats to the winners, I think. It was a good show. It finished on time. Thank God. Uh, they haven't done that in a while. Um, That's always the yeah. worry with award shows. <laughs> yeah. I have a tendency to go a little long. Oh, cool, cool. It yeah. was. It, it's. You see the, the the winners, and like it's not as surprising as like sometimes there's a a, a crazy upset or whatnot. This these all make sense. I'm mm-hmm. depending on your opinion. Like there were some tough categories this year where it was like you couldn't really be mad at anyone that won. 
Although there was one, uh, I don't remember. I think it was like a, an actress in a drama category where one of the women who lost, she was, you know, they show all the women's faces when they mm-hmm. announce who it's going to be. And one of the women was like, visibly, you could see her going, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. It was a b- instant meme. <laughs> there it is. Um, okay. Chris, now with this next article, does this mean that you will be able to watch Netflix on the crapper when it happens? Well, I mean, I already can with my phone. It's uh, <laughs> true, but this is a bigger screen. Netflix is on like, yeah, that's the thing. Netflix is on everything. Netflix is on my damn 3DS, but uh, is it? for some really? reason it's, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, Netflix is on 3DS. Yeah, Netflix is on, I, I think it's on toasters. Uh, I know they make new ovens with it built in there. And, Don't forget uh, the fridge. Your fridge has Netflix as well. But wait a second, if right. it's on 3DS... Doesn't that mean it's on a, 3ds? It's on Wii U. It's on. But uh, doesn't that mean it's already uh, on the the Nintendo store? Isn't that not how it works? Well, it's, a, it's a, yeah, it's not how it works. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a different store for each platform. Oh you know, wow! Like you can't you can't go to the Xbox 360 store and buy Xbox One games, kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Like each platform typically gets its own store. PlayStation is a little bit more crossy like that. Like you can buy Vita games on PlayStation, but we're that's a podcast for a different <laughs> podcast. Um, the point of this is I, Netflix will apparently is getting just waiting for the go ahead to be released on Switch. Nintendo Switch, yeah. So it, it's it's an it was an interesting story because they announced a while ago. Um, Reggie Fizeme, the president of Nintendo of America, was interviewed and he said, uh, "Yeah, we're we're going to get stuff like Netflix and Hulu and whatnot going on the Switch when when we're ready." <laughs> and uh, so somebody contacted Netflix's customer service recently, and they were like, "Yeah, we're locked and loaded. We're just waiting for Nintendo to say go ahead and put it on the store." So I don't know what the freaking holdup is, guys. <laughs> like. It's a gorgeous screen. It's yeah, but like they're not making nice anything off handheld. of it. Yeah, but it's like another. Th- it's like another selling point. That's... It's. Uh, <laughs> I'm I sure there's fe- some sort of profit sharing for having the Netflix app on there. I mean, you, Netflix mm-hmm. on Wii was a huge was deal. Uh, yeah, actually, Netflix on the original Wii was a gigantic. Like it was, uh, it was all people were using their Wii's for anymore because there were so many of those things out there. It was almost to the levels of like the PlayStation Two and a DVD drive. Like it was huge on the original Wii, and um, I don't know. It's just weird to have a device kind of holding out for some strange reason. But it is, it's coming. Netflix is coming to Switch. Yay! <laughs> Yay! All right, let's. It's getting late, so let's let's start burning through these. All right, um, writer Justin Dubel. I, that's his name, right? Double, double, double de do. Ha ha! He's he's a writer for Stranger Things. He's moved over and gotten an overall deal with Amazon, which is good. Um, Amazon is spending some money to actually make good quality shows for their 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 streaming service. Um, I don't know what this does for further seasons of Stranger Things, but. It's good. It's a good sign for Amazon. We'll get good, best, better stuff from Amazon. Gooder stuff from Amazon. Um, Spread the talent around. Yeah, yeah. He he's responsible for uh, shows like Into the Badlands, uh, The Path, and Fringe. He he's a writer on on those. So 
that's a that's that's a, a decent bona fide. So good for them. Um, I I don't know how I feel about this next one. I mean, it's interesting, but I don't know why it's a thing. <laughs> uh, they they announced a couple of casting <laughs> spots for Tremors, the sci-fi reboot. Yeah, that's Tremors, like the movie. You don't know why this is a thing. I don't. The word sci-fi channel is involved. <laughs> but why wouldn't it be a still, thing? <laughs> still. Why is like, Kevin well, Bacon doing it? We can crank another six uh, Sharknadoes. <laughs> Yo, Kevin Bacon owes me a favor. Let's make a Tremors TV series. So, like, yeah. This has got to be how it goes. <laughs> uh, Emily. They called him Kevin Bacon. like, yeah, sure, I ain't throwing nothing. <laughs> Emily Tremaine. Tremaine. Megan Ketch and Shiloh Fernandez are all cast in the new Sci-Fi Tremors reboot, um, as well as Kevin Bacon. So it's a gonna be it's and it is this they keep saying pilot is this the one that they keep saying pilot in? I, I'm trying to scan. No, it's a show. <laughs> yeah, it's a show. It's a show. Can't remember which which article I was reading that it just kept saying the pilot, but um. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Does it say when? Let's see if, if I I don't. It's no, no, no. I don't know if I'm excited for that at all. I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm just skipping the next one because. Well, we'll touch on it quickly. It's more information about the uh, Stranger Things bar. It's cute. Yeah, it's the letter. It's that the they letter sent that them. they actually sent, and it's it's not taking themselves too seriously, not being too big of a dick about it, but saying, "Yay, this is now a thing." So it's just chock full of Stranger Things references. Yeah, it's it's real cool. It'll be in the show notes. It's, it's worth reading. It's, it's it's rife with stuff. Um, now I saw this this next article when it first came out, and the. The way I saw it, it was posted, shared on Facebook, and the person commented, which I'm surprised I haven't seen any backlash for it yet, but uh, apparently the Powerpuff Girls are getting a new girl, um, an older sister, I don't know, what was her name, Blinky? Bliss. Bliss, Bliss sure. Um, and it's, it's I'll say an African-American girl, it's a little black girl. Um, I'm surprised that more people have not flipped out about it yet because that's what the internet is for. It's a horrible, horrible place. I think it's because nobody really cares about this new Powerpuff Girls show. Okay. I haven't heard a lot of good things about it. Like, it doesn't seem to have the same soul as the original series. Okay. Um, I don't know. The thing. Character design's a little weird. Oh, I think she's cute. I don't know. Maybe she's not like the same style as the other ones. But it's that she is a slightly aged up Powerpuff Girl, and it freaks me the hell out. <laughs> what I don't understand okay. is why is why are her pants like she's wearing the same size pants as all the small girls? Like they have to show the bottom of her legs. It just seems weird. It's not flowing with the rest of them. I mean, I guess it's because she's older. Okay, she can't get. I don't know, man. Pants. It's it's such a weird. This is one of those like things that could either be really cool or really lame. Like a long time ago, Professor Utonium tried doing Powerpuff Girls 
before Powerpuff Girls, and he made Bliss. But he used Chemical W instead of Chemical X. Oh, and everyone knows that's way more unstable. And she had no control of her powers, (laughs) so she set herself into exile, and this has somehow never come up before. (laughs) Yep. Seeing Mini Moose been with me the whole time. <laughs> exactly, she's freaking Mini Moose, and like I don't know, man. It's a, sh- it's kind of like when they added that girl Ninja Turtle. <laughs> it's like, you know, I get inclusion, I really do, and I have no problem being for it. But it's like when you add a surprise sibling, it's like. There's no way this didn't come up before. I mean, this, this just... casual conversation, this is something, hey, you know, you have another sister. Like, how do you add a fourth Powerpuff girl? That's just weird. And, like, yeah, I don't know. Her her design is, like, she's got, like, crazy giant blue hair. I sh- she takes up a lot of she takes yeah. up a lot of real estate. You know, you look at Blossom Bubbles and Buttercup. Like, here's I think oh. what it is that that kind of irks me about it. It's like Blossom Butter uh, Bo- Butters, yeah. <laughs> Blossom Bubbles and Buttercup. They have these like very. Uh, I'm sorry, you know, I'm imagining told, Butters as a powerful girl. I, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> Butters is one of the rowdy rough boys. That would be great. So like they've just got these very, you know they've got these very basic designs and they're they're wonderful the way they are and bliss is building off of those designs it's one of those things where like you have um like you look at something like the simpsons Mm -hmm. and the character designs for all the original characters are so simple and then as they add new characters those characters get more and more intricately designed because like they just they keep adding more detail to it and this character is just there's more going on with her than with the other Powerpuff Girls, and it makes her stick out. And I guess, partially, I guess there's no real good way to do this. It's just, uh, I don't know. I feel like the hair's a bit much. Well, all three of them can fit in the same space as her hair. Like it's yes. like <laughs> she, they are dwarfed by her. And I don't have any. I don't have a horse in this race. I don't really care. So, yay. Good on them for inclusion. Um, I love the original Powerpuff Girls. Speaking of Powerpuff Girls, have you seen that new the new run of memes about you know the elf? Now that you know you know you're familiar with the elf on the shelf. Did you see the mojo? <laughs> yeah. The mojo jo- the mojo Jojo in a dojo. That may- <laughs> I haven't seen that yeah. one. <laughs> so, Waluigi on a squeegee was one of my. Yeah, I, I knew I knew you would like that one. Um, finally, I posted this one up. Just before we started recording, because I felt we haven't spoken about The Walking Dead in a while. Um, some key art has been released, and it's interesting, I guess. It's a, an explanation of Season 8 and some imagery for it. Um, talking all about what's supposed to happen next season. This, see, this, If I'm not mistaken, this is where... Like the book gets really good, um, so we'll see what they how they they stick. Uh, let's see, confronted with the deadliest challenge yet, the guard down. Okay, um, so they're getting all of the gangs together. The hilltop, uh, support of the hilltop and the kingdom, the Bloods, the Crips. <laughs> yes, everybody's Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> Every Powerpuff Girls, the Riverdale gang. <laughs> Anybody else? No, we're good. 
Everybody's getting together. They're gangs, fighting. The- gangs of New York. <laughs> the Mad Gear Gang. <laughs> the Lost Boys. The Anywho. The Found Boys. Everybody Indians. is getting together to fight Negan and the Saviors, right? That's what they were They were called. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's that's pretty cool. And that's it, people. That's the news. I'm done. I'm, I'm beat. I am so worn out from the arguing over fucking Orville and news that I'm just not crazy about. But that's our show for this week. Chris, you got a spiel for us? Oh, yeah, I do. I forgot all about that. Jeez, I'm like off my game here tonight. I'm Man, just going to keep talking until I bring we it gotta up. Get, we got to get you bigger doot, iPad doot, doot, doot. or whatever. Doot, 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 doot. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, hey, what are you doing here, uh, Google Docs? Get get your shit back together. <laughs> there you are. You can get in touch with us at mailandgeekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook with both the Geekade page and the This Week's Episode page. Find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content. And follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, or follow this show specifically at TwepCast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. Karen is at... Shoot underscore the underscore moon. And Evan is at... Geekade underscore Evan. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher. Or if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on Geekade.com where we post something new every single day. Back to you, Evan. Thank you, sir. Karen, we are now back in regular rotation. It's your choice this week, correct? Yes, it is. What do you got for us? Lucky me. Um, There's a lot of different ways I could have gone with this, but the truth is, in the uh, wake of us finishing our catch-up of the, you know, spring and summer shows, and before we get diving into fall TV, we've been digging on some TV comfort food, and I think it's time for me to bring a show that I don't think Evan has seen Or maybe has but doesn't like. But I know we haven't talked about before. Um, So we're going to watch Parks and Recreation. Season 3, Episode 13, The Fight. (laughs) The Fight. Okay. Parks and Rec. Did we just watch this one recently? (laughs) Is that with the the bar? Yes. Okay, cool. Good one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Parks and Rec, Season 3, Episode 13, The Fight. All right, that wraps it up, kiddies. From all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. My popcorn joke was funnier than half the crap on the show, damn it. Good night. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Don't miss Nonstop Comic Shop, episode five. Sigh of relief. Yeah, not for nothing. When I read that episode title, I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> it's a good so title. It's a good title. It. It's a good one. It's fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care who y'all. That's funny. Square Enix is remaking the Super Nintendo classic Secret of Mana. Is it Mana? Is it Mana? Beats me. <laughs> I've always said Mana, but I've heard it pronounced as both. So Secret of Fred. Secret of Fred. Secret of uh, probably Mana is. 
I'm going to go with, yeah. Anyway. Square Enix is remaking the Super Nintendo classic Secret of Mana. Everybody loves Secret of Mana, including GeekAid's Jonathan Fuger. So much so, in fact, that he decided to make a list of all the stuff he hopes gets addressed, and decidedly not addressed, in the upcoming revamp. Read all about it in GeekAid Top 10. Hopes for the Secret of Mana re- I did it again. Read all about it in GeekAid Top 10. <laughs> motherfucker. Geekade top motherfucker. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> it's a new show on Bravo for the creators of Top Chef. Top motherfucker. <laughs> America's next top motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I like hearing Karen really laugh. <laughs> She's also holding up both middle fingers right now. <laughs> that is the first we've I've never heard this. <laughs> episode's gonna have outtakes. Alright. all about it in Geekade Top 10 Hopes for the Secret of Mana Remake Okay, my face hurts <laughs> And this concludes our broadcast day <laughs>